0: Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit you walk away with all of the insights tools and tips to truly live your best life mind body and soul if you are looking to live well you are in the right place for ways to work with me visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on instagram at keep up with live for more and with that let's get into the show hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the live well podcast I know you guys loved the previous episode on money, the energetics of money. It's definitely one of the most popular episodes lately. So go back and listen to that one. The title is I was meant to be rich and so are you. So go back because I am sharing all about money leaks, ways to work on money, especially if maybe you don't have a lot of money right now, there are still so many ways that you can get into an abundance mindset and start to amplify and work on that. So I would almost consider that like a part one to this episode. Go back, listen to that. Honestly, if you listen to it, probably re-listen to it because we all need reminders. Have it on when you're cleaning, walking the dog, going on a walk by yourself. Doesn't matter, but it's going to be a reminder. And this time we're going to be diving even deeper. I've got so many good points, plus there'll probably be some magical Olivia Ricks on money because money, wealth, all that stuff we're going to dive into today. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Now, I want to start off by reminding you that money amplifies. Money just makes you more of what you already are and who you already are, right? It really allows you to act from a place of pure desire. It allows you to give more and circulate more wealth in the world, to have more impact, to make you feel, feel good. Money just amplifies. Money is energy. And the reason, you know, I've been talking so much about money lately is because I really do want to help more women not only get comfortable with money, but build money and wealth in their lives and to realize that we're all made to be abundant. But we're going to go through some of the more limiting beliefs and also some of the less common things that you maybe don't realize are influencing your relationship with money beyond, you know, making money is hard or, you know, takes a lot of work to make money, which... Are kind of the more basic limiting beliefs. So go back and listen to part one about that. But money really just amplifies. Money allows you to have choice. Like money, wealth creates choice. You know, it's allowed me to hire a team, support their businesses, put roofs over their head and feed their families, and you know, allow them to expand. It allows me to treat friends and family and you know, like. My friend, who I bought a first class flight for her thirtieth birthday, she would never do that. She would, she doesn't have the, the money to spend on that. But it allows me to do that for her. It allows me to tip servers a massive amount. You know, whether it's fifty to one hundred percent of the bill, you know, is, is a tip and that who knows how that makes their day, right? You don't even necessarily understand the ripples that you're having or the ripples of just simply tipping your barista an extra dollar or two, or there's like so many little things um, that I mentioned part one, so go back and listen, but I love paying people. And I feel like one of the number one things we're gonna dive deeper into this is like really getting comfortable with money leaving so that money can come back. Cause money likes to breathe, money likes to flow. You have to like love paying people and love spending money for money to feel safe and for money to come back to you. You know, it also gives opportunities to future generations. Maybe then, you know, my kids don't have to work a job that they hate, maybe you can focus on what they really like. And I'm able to make their nervous system, you know, less stressed by having to work a job while going to school. Well, you know, if there's limitless possibilities when it comes to wealth and limitless things when it comes to money. And really starting to reframe because we all know you know, the whole money is evil or money is greedy type of thing is prevalent. But what I see holds a lot of people back is like, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I don't need that much. This happened with the what on one client today. Like, I'm fine. I don't need that much. Or like, who am I to make that much? Like that amount of wealth is like, well, nobody needs that kind of money, but not realizing that money amplifies that wealth allows you to circulate more wealth in the world. By you becoming wealthier and me becoming wealthier, I allow other people to become wealthier. It allows me to hire my cleaner who comes and cleans my house. And she cleans it way better than I can, you know? But it allows you to be more wealthy. And so that's one of the number one things that I think people don't realize is a bad money belief, but is like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need more. Or like, it's bad to want more. Like nobody needs that amount of money need is relative, no, but it comes from want, it comes from desire, it allows you to have choice, it allows you to circulate more, it allows you to invest in charities, support, you know, different things, give to family, give to friends, give to parents, give to whoever it was that didn't maybe have the opportunities or things that you have, right, It, it allows for so much more, and so really start to get honest with yourself of like, where have you like lied to yourself where you thought that wanting more is necessarily an ego-based decision? More money doesn't mean you're ego-based. More money doesn't make it greedy. Making, you know, seven-figure years, well, no one needs that much. But do you want it? Like, how does that money allow not only you to expand, but what would that mean for your friends, your family, the people in your world, what you're allowed to do with your impact in your business? And like I said, it comes back to, pure desire and like wealth creates choice. It doesn't matter if it's the choice to like buy organic raspberries or buy a Gucci purse or, you know, give thousands of dollars to a children's hospital. It doesn't matter, right? What matters is like you're able to lead from pure desire. So I want to go through some more limiting beliefs around money that people aren't necessarily aware of. That's number one. Money is limited or me having more money takes from others is another kind of money belief that I see that's not the stereotypical one. 100% false. You having more money does not mean anyone else has any less money. It doesn't mean that if you have more, someone else has less. Everyone, the amount of money anyone has is solely their responsibility. And maybe I should also add that in. Your relationship with money is entirely your responsibility. It is a reflection on like how you can work with that. Yes, you can get things from mom, dad, generations, 100%, I've been there but it's also my responsibility to recode them. So anyone not having money or having money, is only a direct reflection and responsibility of themselves and their work that they came here to do with money. Keep that in mind. So you having more does not take from someone else. So if you have more, no one else is going to suffer, which I think is based on the economic view that there's a limit to the amount of money. There's only so much money in the world, false. Abundance is unlimited. There is a limitless amount of money. I mean, partly because I also print a limitless amount of money, but that's a separate like issue, but money is actually unlimited. Money is just energy. Money isn't just abundance. It's always being created, right? So it's not that there's a limit. There's always more and more and more and more being created. And as you circulate more, as you have more, that gets to grow. So look at where you might have that belief. And the next one is money can't buy happiness, which you might be like, well, live... Like, that's true. That's not really limiting belief. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And like, life things will still happen and no money does not buy you happiness. Like we all hear the stories about like some people who have millions and millions of billionaires who are miserable, hundred percent that happens. But if you believe that money doesn't buy happiness and you want happiness and you are craving and driving and you want to be happy in your life, but your fundamental programming is money doesn't do that. Well, then why would you allow more money into your life? So like, no, money doesn't buy happiness, but it does provide options. It does provide a choice. You know, if, I don't know if your house gets flooded or something happens, you know, you're able to pay for things, you know, no questions asked, you're able to do all these things. It does create more ease and comfort, but no, it doesn't buy happiness. But if you are pushing away money by believing that it doesn't buy happiness... Well, no, but you're also pushing it away on some level. So just make sure you're not taking that to the extreme of like money doesn't buy happiness. So I don't need money to buy, ha- to be happy. No, you don't need it to be happy, but like it does create options. It does create your ability to make things from pure desire. So just watch out for that one. Cause you don't want to believe that you need money to be happy. But at the same time, you don't want to believe that, Money can't buy happiness. So like we don't need money, and then you're pushing it away. All right. And the next one is I'm not good with money. Oh, people say this all the time. If you're saying that all the time, you're literally just affirming that reality. Like clear, class and delete for me, but if you are saying that all the time, that's definitely going to affect your relationship with money, the energy of money within you, because you're declaring it. I'm going to give you a separate story that like just shows you how easily things can happen. And I was playing tennis in the summer. Like I'm a pro tennis player. Like I can play a game of tennis, but I'm not amazing. But if I were to say, you know, while I was playing tennis is really easy playing tennis is so easy for me. I hit the ball every time. If I was saying these things in my head as I was playing tennis, I was an astronomically better tennis player. Now, if we liken that to money, imagine, you know, I am so good with money. Like money is like my best friend. It just comes in and it wants to like come in all the time. Money wants to come in every day. It wants to come in unexpected ways. It wants to surprise me. It wants to make me perceive Like That is powerful. That is your energy around money, right? So look at that living belief of, you know, I am not good and the story you're creating around money. All right. The next one is I can't love my career and make lots of money. So I feel like this is also a story people create around careers or jobs and what that means. And to be completely honest, we live in like 2022. You can, if if, like, there's proof that you can be a millionaire doing silly dances on TikTok and you don't even actually have to be a good dancer. Like, it's just like weird rhythms. Like, it's not even like, exceptional dancing. Do you know what I mean? So if there's any example of like, you can make like millions doing whatever, knitting sweaters for cats, flipping pancakes, doesn't matter. It is like the the day that we live in, which is such a privilege, right? So look at what you're thinking of like, oh, but you know, I'd really like to do this, but like a lawyer makes more money or a doctor makes more money or this, which no, it's completely... Dependent on you, you could be making granola I and mean, make more than a lawyer, or doctor. You can still make lots as a lawyer, or doctor too. But making sure that if you feel like you have to choose between happiness and something you love and money, you're probably always going to block the money first versus choosing the money over that. So you're going to choose to block the money and love your career, or you're just going to be miserable but still block money because you don't love what you're doing anyways. So just watch the dichotomy of like your work and money and your relationship with that because that might be holding you back. All right, I have a couple more. And then we're going to get into some more stuff about the energy of money. People will ask me for money or I'll have to give it all away or people will take advantage of me. This is another one when it comes to money. I mean, I can't say that I've ever had anyone like ask me for it now that I have it. But this is a belief of people like you know if I won the lottery people will come ask me you know or things like that so if you believe that money is going to cause problems or having more money causes problems I think it's what is it more money more problems and I'm not going to lie that like more wealth doesn't necessarily come with challenges and learning to deal with things as like 100% but money also allows you the convenience comfort and to be able to handle those things. So like, let's also like, no, but yes, but no, right? So making sure that you don't have the beliefs around, oh, having more money will make negative things come to me or people will take advantage of me. People will ask or I'll have to give. I mean, you probably want to give, you know, but no one's ever asked me. It's always come from like my pure desire of wanting to share. Okay, the last one I want to touch on is the limiting belief slash scarcity action around money of like not spending it because like, what if I need it for this? So, you know, I shouldn't spend it, you know, for example, like, you know, I shouldn't buy the organic bananas because what if I, you know, need that money to do X or because this will come, won't come in or because clients will not sign or because this, right. That's going to be a very limiting belief because it shows me that you don't trust yourself and you don't trust money and you don't trust it to come in. Right. So if you have like the, what if I need it kind of like hoarding for a rainy day and a scarcity energy, that's really going to limit and block you with money. Right. Because it's going to create that scarcity hoarding clingy type of energy. And remember money needs to breathe. It likes to flow. Money's feeling like you're clingy with it or you're being scarce with it. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to love you back. Right. So be aware of like where you're saying. Well, what if I need it for this? Or what if like I can't, you know, invest in this mentor? I can't invest in my health because what if I need it for this? What if I like? But then you're automatically deciding that you don't have the ability to like be resourceful and make it work or something to come in. Like I could probably make a whole podcast, you know, just on all the stories from people I've worked with for like the tens of thousands of dollars that come in once we've healed their relationship with money healed their health and healed all those things it's it's crazy like not even directly talking about money but working on their self-worth their people pleasing their perfectionism and all that have made whether it's from their job unexpected tax refunds you know rent coming back in or like getting so much more for their house like it's it's crazy right so just Be very aware of where you are deciding your future around money based on the story you are telling yourself now and therefore blocking the universe for bringing it to you. So watch your language. I did talk about language in the part one. So go back and listen to that. When it comes to making sure you're not using words like expensive or, you know, things like that. So go back and listen to that one. But what I do want to touch on is to watch the meaning that you give numbers. So everyone has different numbers in their head of like what they consider rich or wealthy or you know, something they desire. Cause like maybe six figures a year or seven figures, it doesn't matter. But just watch the meaning that you are giving the numbers because oftentimes it's like you're putting money on a pedestal. You don't wanna put money on a pedestal, right? Like then you're almost glamorizing and think about it as above you versus you being an equal match and it's being an energy exchange between the two of you, right? So when you put meaning on numbers, you're putting it on a pedestal, especially if you're an entrepreneur or have someone, maybe you sell a product or a service, maybe you're not by the coach, an Etsy shop, doesn't matter. I'm going to just watch the meaning that you give numbers because when you assign your worth to those numbers, either by making a certain amount per month or per year or like, you know, I'll be worthy when or it'll be enough when I make this much because I can only just get here and make this much but normally when you get there it's kind of like oh like that's it and you kind of like you maybe put it on a pedestal for so long when you actually reach there it's like your energetic matching frequency is so far above that that like it's just caught up and then you're like oh and then it's almost like you get trapped and chasing for the next, for the next, for the next, because of the meeting, the pedestal that like you're giving the numbers versus being detached from the numbers and allowing the energy to flow and allow yourself to receive. Because if you were focused on the logistics of attracting money, the how, A, you very much limit you know the amount of abundance that can come from you. And it shifts you into a scarcity if I don't already have it. And perhaps why you can't have it and the fact that it's not here yet, right? So whether this is the amount of money per month, amount of clients into a program, which would translate to X amount of dollars, right? Every time you focus on logistics, you limit yourself from bringing in more money, more abundance, more wealth, which is obviously not what we want to do. But notice where you do that because it's going to shift you into scarcity and that scarcity compounds. And this is what I know is a lot of my clients who are you know, entrepreneurs, mentors, coaches, you know they're focused on a certain money per month and if they don't hit it then it compounds scarcity and every month it's like this compounding scarcity that fails that we have to rewire and release because they're focused on the logistics of it i am so excited to be bring you guys the wealth activation experience i have never done anything like this before but i know there's such a needed help to bring wealth and to bring money and just to activate us for more abundance so this is going to be a micro mind experience you, me, everyone else for one month in this vortex, a deep, intensive container for really those women desiring richness and wealth in their lives in every aspect. So not just a wealth of money, but health, love, relationships, bliss, and more. Every day I'll be sharing activations, tips, codes, inspiration, rituals, and more all around wealth and cultivating richness. Plus, there's chances for you to ask questions. You can ask me anything and get really personalized support. Honestly, this level of support at such a low investment is crazy. So if you've been wanting to work on your wealth in all the ways, jump inside because wealth is already inside you. So this is really going to connect you with the wealth that's already there. Everything you desire is right there impossible it's just waiting for you to claim it so we are going to rewire recode it's going to be a beautiful activation we're going to blast off so if you're ready to unlock wealth definitely join us we will leave the link for that down below and i cannot wait to have you inside all right so just be aware of that all right the next thing i want to get into is your sexual energy and money so if your sexual energy is not abundant your money energy won't be, and I'm just going to blatantly say that, because there's so much shame around women's sexual energy, even, like, when I, I don't post them as much anymore, like, my grinding videos, but, like, when I was posting, like, essentially dancing on Instagram, I mean, I still do it, I just don't think to post it, Um, but I get so much shame around, like, you shouldn't be doing that, put some clothes on, blah, 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 and it's, like, oh, we need to work on your relationship with, well, A, your sexuality, but um, also your relationship with money, right? Because sexual energy and money energy are like the highest vibrational energies, right? So if we think about, if you have listened to my episode way back, um, it's the one on orgasms, like how to have better orgasms, single or not. It's, again, one of the top five episodes of all time, which is so funny because like no one talks about it, but then y'all download it, y'all listen. So Um, but that type of energy is such a powerful energy, similar to money. So if you're not tapped into that energy, that's also like a way that it doesn't cost you anything to be tapped into your sexual energy. You need to pull up Spotify, put on some music, have some orgasms, self-pleasure. You don't even need anybody. Like when I was making the, when I started to like really grow my business, I was not in a relationship or even when my business grew a lot, like. You know, you don't necessarily need one. That's what I'm saying is that you don't necessarily need to be having sex with someone else to use sexual energy, but sexual energy is very important because it opens you as a portal to receive, right? But if you have a shame of that, it is going to be tied to your shame of receiving money. Because if you have shame in receiving pleasure, if you have shame being in your feminine, if you have shame, you know owning all of that, you're not going to be able to receive money. Your ability to receive pleasure and orgasms and feminine is your ability to receive money. Like point blank, star this, rewind 15 seconds, listen again. I'm going to have Morgana take this out of the podcast for me because it's like a little chicken nugget that that is all tied together. So you need to be playing with pleasure and feminine to open your system to money. The more you play with pleasure, the more you play with your feminine, the more open your system will be to money, the more money you will receive. Like literally the amount of times I've like made money while well, i sex, like, <laughs> like TMI, but also like not just to show you guys real life examples, like 100,000%. So looking at your relationship with that. And again, like if you need help with that, definitely get into Goddess Activation is a great self-paced course to help you with the feminine energy. And if not, um, you can always help hop into one-on-one or hop into the Wealth Activation Experience, which is something new um, that I'm just opening. I think today, the day this podcast goes live, it's going to be opening, which is all about the rituals to welcome in more money, receiving more money and wealth and all that. But that is one of the ways that you really need to open to receive more. And also receive more wealth, right? Because when we talk about Money, I know a lot of people are focused on money, but I do talk about in the part one episode as well, is that wealth is not just a wealth of money. Wealth is a wealth of love, health, relationships. And as you can have a wealth of those other things, money will come more naturally, right? You don't need money to necessarily make more money. It's about your embodiment and your actions of who you are and what you are doing to attract more money. So just a note about that. So really notice where you are feeling scarcity as a block and like the openness of your life to receiving more and where you're not feeling rich in other areas and where can you feel rich in other areas that allow you to fuel, right? That's why orgasmic manifestation is so powerful and intense because that buildup of energy, that richness, like that sink your teeth into energy. That's why Sexual energy is so powerful, right? Because it is like, think about the surge when it happens, right? That's why. So, if you can receive more from your coffee, if you can create, and that's why I say live a life that feels delicious, like be turned on by your life. Because if you can be turned on by a cup of coffee, I know people think I'm insane. I'm just like, no, literally, like my cooking turns me on, my coffee turns me on, my office turns me on, my shirt turns me on. And that all creates more money flow. It doesn't have to make sense. It's like, oh my gosh, there's something about these, I don't know, figs right now. And they're just like, so juicy and abundant and turns me on, that creates more money, like 100%. So where are those experiences in your life? Definitely jump into wealth activation experience, which is just like a 30-day portal. You, me, everyone else in the portal its going to be like this wealth activation vortex where I'm going to be sharing my you know, daily practices, tips, activations. You can ask me questions. We're going to wor- be working through everything, money and wealth, And it's really going to catapult you. So I'll link that down below, but really be aware of where you're not choosing the thought that holds expansion and where your thinking and your beliefs are contracted around money and wealth and where there is a block to pleasure in your body. Hmm. Because if there's a block to pleasure, there will be a block to money because money is pleasure. Let's be honest. If you had a million dollars in your bank account, you'd feel pretty fucking good, right? But if you also have a block to receiving pleasure, orgasms, and everything like that, well, then it's also going to be a block to receiving more money. Like you have to clear, clear both, right? So I want to jump into your nervous system when it comes to money and where you can start to assess and really be aware of where your nervous system pattern lies when it comes to money. And then we're also going to be talking about some questions that I got on Instagram, like how to stop the cycles of ups and downs of money and everything like that. So there are, we know about nervous system, right? If you've listened to my podcast before, you know, I talk about nervous system all the time. There's a fight and flight response that I normally talk about, but there's also freeze and fawn, which are, those would be the four different nervous system responses we talk about them when it comes to health. We talk about them when it comes to like symptoms and all of that. But I want to relate that to money because it's important to notice what nervous response you get into. And awareness is the first step to breaking it. Right. So let's start with fight. So fight, a fight response when it comes to money would be really being aggressive or really being threatening to any trigger around money. So that would be like, I don't know, calling someone to complain for three hours about like $200 for you. I got a plane ticket or a refund that's like $20 versus like letting it go or getting aggressive to anyone online or any like aggression in a way that's not serving you around money. So like I said, yelling at someone to get like a refund for like $10, like a, a a fight response, right? It's that aggression. It's that yelling about this. You know, you see people yell at people about things they you know, that they're in a, a fight response about money or, you know, being overcharged for something and like yelling about it versus like politely engaging of like, oh, you know, Hey, like I we didn't order two bottles of Avion, Let me take it off the bill versus like attacking someone. So just notice if fight is something that you do. The next one is flight. Flight is running away. Flight is running away from danger, running away from the line, running away from relationships, your health, doesn't matter. But when it comes to money, it's like not being able to look at your bank account, right? It's, oh, I'm not going to look at it because I'm afraid of what I'm going to see. That would be a flight response. Or I'm not going to look at my credit card bill or I'm not going to, you know, look at the price tag for things in, like, in a negative way because, you know, that's going to be too much. So notice, and you can have different responses. You can have a couple of these. You can have all of these at different times, depending on maybe even money amounts, but it's important to become aware of how your nervous system responds to money so that we can start to rewire and we it, right? So freeze. We went over fight. We went over flight. The next one is freeze. So freeze is literally like unable to move. It's like you see the price of something and immediately think, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I can't join the wealth activation experience. Uh, you know, I can't, you know, fix my health. I can't get in a car. I can't, I don't know, whatever it is. I can't. No. And you just like completely freeze up, can't move. And then that holds you back, right? Because your system basically just come, just shuts down. So notice where you are in a a freeze state of money. And then fawn, which is the last one. And this is one that's not as much talked about. I know I've talked about fawn. As a response system in different other episodes when it comes to like your health and your symptoms but fun is basically immediately acting to avoid conflict so imagine like your partner says no to to buying something and you immediately go into victim mode and say okay fine like okay it's okay i don't need it like oh it's all right or you look at maybe the price tag you see something and you're like, oh Instead of freezing, which would be the freeze response, and you don't know to, it's like, oh, it's okay, I don't need it. I don't need to make more money. I don't need to solve my health. I don't need this. Okay, it's fine. Not a big deal, right? It's that avoiding the conflict of that energy, right? And you go into victim mode instead. So really notice how all these different nervous system responses come up around money. I also want to talk about shame around money. Because shame around money really stops you from having a good relationship with money, right? If you feel shame about your current money state, you are perpetuating a poor money relationship or a poor relationship with money. So if you feel shame about your business and how either like not successful it is or how many clients you do or do not have, or the amount of money in your bank account, or, you know, having to dip into your savings, if it doesn't matter, if you feel shame around any of that, that's going to affect your relationship with money. But it also tells me the meaning that you're giving money. Money is just paper, right? Money is like the meaning you give it. We only have meaning to money because we decided a piece of paper was worth like $5 or one that's like red is worth $50, at least in Canada. Or I like our color-coded money, makes it easy. But it's because of the meaning you give around money about your worth, right? And so that's why you have to go back and maybe do some self-worth work and some healing around that. But notice and where you have shame around money on your relationship with it, or perhaps it's even like the, the background you've come from. Maybe you hold shame around money because your parents didn't have a lot growing up or you didn't. And maybe other people around you did, and they wore you know, these types of clothes or had these shoes. Like, I don't know, we're about to do these after school activities, like it doesn't matter, but shame is one of the lowest vibrations. So you really wanna look at where you are holding shame around money. The next thing is fear around money. So this is like, people won't be able to relate to me back to the being scared people are going to ask for money or take advantage of me. Or, you know, the big one, like I said, of what if I spend this money and then I need it? What if I invest in my health and now I don't make the money back. By the way, like all of this is up to you because we are all radically responsible for our relationship with money. If you're here, you're like, let's all just pause and literally say, I'm radically responsible for my own relationship with money. It's not your husbands, your boyfriends, it doesn't matter if you live with someone, it doesn't matter their relationship, your parents, you have the power to change it, right? We all have the personal power to change our relationship with money. So look at where you're holding fear around money because the fear is going to stop you from expanding and healing your relationship with money, right? Then we want to look at guilt around money. So shame, fear, and guilt are the top three emotions that are going to negatively affect your relationship with money. Guilt like you don't have to need it or like it's nobody needs that amount of money kind of back to those living beliefs I said or who am I to desire that amount of money or even if you have it maybe you're making a lot right now or you're making like a decent amount and you feel guilty if you were to make more because like who am I to make more or maybe you feel guilty for like the way you're making money maybe you have a passive course or you have a product like well I'm making all this money versus someone who's maybe grinding 80 hours a week and you know they're not making as much money and so it's like the guilt you hold around maybe how easy it is for you to make money i know that that was something i worked through back in the day and that's something that i've helped my clients with is kind of like the guilt even receiving money through ease and flow because once you learn that like money is just energy and it doesn't have to be hard and you can have a lot of money and not necessarily have to work 80 100 hour weeks and it can be easy it's like, oh, well, what everyone else who is trying so hard to make it? And it's not. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to help you guys with is that you don't have to be those people. You can be the people who receive it with more ease and flow by doing in everything I'm kind of sharing with you. So just really look at what stories are you telling yourself about money? And like, I know I, I say, I give you guys so much in these podcasts, but I really hope you actually sit down and do those. So if you're walking around and you are... You know, can't stop right now. Like, come back and pause or just make a note to come back and journal about, like, what stories are you telling yourself around money? And this is something you don't only have to do this in the beginning. Like, do this consistently. Do like a, a weekly check in about what are the stories I'm creating around money? Like, what are the stories I have? Like, notice these things. Notice these things in the grocery store. Notice everything I'm talking about. Like, there's so much for you here to kind of shift your relationship, but you need to like put it into practice, right? So I want to say that now in order to stop the cycle of ups and downs. So a question was asked, right? Like, how do you stop like up, up, and then down, down, up, down. And like that cycle of money, you just don't feel safe receiving money. <laughs> this is going to be a very blunt answer, but like I'm just going to be honest because I need, I want to provide you with value and help you not just like sugarcoat it. You don't feel safe receiving money. And chances are there's something in either this part this episode or part one of I was meant to be rich and so are you that you should go listen to that makes it so you're not fully safe receiving money or there's practices and energy and scarcity around money that's making it right. Because you probably feel really good when it's up. But when you're down, chances are you're putting money on a pedestal. You're making stories about it. You're making it mean something about you. You're entering a fight, fight, freeze or fawn. Um, you know, there's all those beliefs. And so that's a signal for you to look at, like, okay, when it goes down, like, what are the beliefs? What if from what Liv has said has come up for me that I know I probably need to heal and work on? And where am I not like fully being the embodiment of that in order to shift? Because it takes you working on your relationship with money to bring safety around wealth. I'm gonna say that one more time it takes you working on your relationship with money to bring safety around wealth but if you're not looking at your bank account scared to tip the barista an extra two dollars you know this that's all you know feeding your relationship with money versus let's say it did go down slightly because money likes to breathe money ebbs and flows you're also making this story about you know the the slight dip maybe meaning something a which is maybe keeping you in a dip longer than you want to be but also allowing money to flow like well maybe your expenses went really high you made this big investment and you know next month it's actually going to go even higher it's almost like taking the macro level view but it takes you being really safe with money to allow ebbs and flows and know that it's, it's coming back right or to know that it's almost like the safety around money of being safe with ups and downs creates it so that there's not ups and downs and creates it so that it's like exponentially growing. But you have to feel safe with that happening. And it's almost like the universe will teach you. And it's like, well, she needs to learn to be safe ups and downs with money until she's safe. She's going to keep experiencing ups and downs until she learns to hold that. So if you don't heal the things that need healing, it will continue to come up and it's going to continue to manifest So really look at all the beliefs I've said And we are really do an inventory We listen to the previous one and this one to make sure because it all has to do with safety, right? Everything comes down to nervous system, guys. That's why I talk about nervous system so much, whether it's your symptoms, your relationship, your feminine, your money, your wealth, it does not matter. It's all the safety you feel in your body and your nervous system response. So I hope that was helpful. I love doing these episodes because I just want all of us to become more, more wealthy women. I feel like it's mainly women who listen to this, although hello to the men if there are some, but I want everyone to become, you know, it doesn't matter if you work corporate, it doesn't matter if you're a teacher, a nurse, I've had it all, seen it all. And, you know, everyone's created more wealth. So start doing this. If you've liked these episodes and you're really craving to recode and rewire your relationship with wealth and money, then jump into the wealth activation experience. It's going to be so good. And like I said, it's one of my lower cost offerings. So if you haven't been able to jump into one-on-one, this is a great move for you to make for your wealth in terms of like being the embodiment and saying that like, all right, I can't spend maybe like five figures yet, but I can spend, you know, this in order to really help to heal my relationship money. So we'll leave that down below for those of you who are going to be joining us. I'm so excited. And with that being said, I will see you guys in the next episode.